Welcome to Girls Who Read Porn. Please be advised that this podcast contains mature content for mature audiences. The title might have given that away though. We would also advise you triple check the trigger warnings of each book prior to the episode. And if it's not for you, we'll see you next week. Each episode includes major spoilers, so make sure you read the book and don't say we didn't warn you. With all that in mind, on with the show. Okay, welcome to another episode of Girls Who Read Porn. You're here with the two out two out of three regulars. My name <laughs> is Ola and I'm here with George. Hello, how are you? Yeah, you know, just chipping along. And we have a guest today, the wonderful, the fantabulous, the beautiful, the incredible Shayla Black. How are you today? I'm awesome. How are you? We're chipping along, I feel. I feel like we're, we're doing moving. Good. We're trying to get back into the recording thing, and it's been interesting the last okay. couple of weeks. All right, I like it. Yeah, yeah, we had a big break. Oh, yeah? Yeah, we had a big break. Okay. Yeah, we had like six weeks. Now we're back and we don't know what we're doing. We'll figure <laughs> it out. We'll figure it out together, y'all. We'll figure it out yeah. as we go along. It's amateur hour. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Well, let's talk about you, Shayla. So you released a book called? Kept Me With Darkness. Yes. Which... And I have a question for you about it. Okay. It is the first book in the doomsday brethren series which is a spicy paranormal series like spicy spicy but you've already written the book before and you decided to rewrite it and re-release it so yeah i wrote it originally for simon and schuster um back it released in august of 2008 um it released in mass market paperback which if you've been in the business a long time means it had to fit in little wire racks at the drugstore so there was a page count restriction and when i gave her a manuscript of the size that i thought was proper to tell the story i was then told to cut twenty thousand words christ oh fuck man and most of what she took out of the book was the sex and i was like this is not going to be a good relationship <laughs> So, um, yeah, finally I waited and I waited and I waited. And when I finally, um, seven years, two attorneys and an agent later got the rights to the series back, I was like, now we're going to do this the right way. Oh shit, girl. You killed nice. it. Congratulations on getting it back. I You're like the Taylor Swift of the up. book community. Yeah. You're the TT Swifty of the book community. I was, thank you. I was not giving up. I actually, I have some long-term fans who didn't even know I ever wrote this series because I knew that to get it back, I was going to have to stop talking about it entirely. I took it out of the back of every Mm -hmm. book. I took it off my website. I ceased speaking about it for almost 10 years. That's That's mad, but you just had it in your mind? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I've been rewriting this in my head for a decade. It must feel really really good. Because, like, um, it's something, it's like a piece of art for you, and not being able to share it would have been... Oh, it was frustrating. And and to, to couple it, like, when I started conceiving of this series, it was even years before that. It was something that was in my head and in my head, And I have a dear friend um, and we used to go to lunch all the time. And he would, he was also writing like a fantasy piece. And, you know, all of my other friends were straight, you know, like 
just contemporary or historical romance writers. I didn't have a lot of friends who were writing um, like fantasy and paranormal and, you know, anything like that, fae romance or, you know, anything other than it's a contemporary, it's a historical. And so at the time, I just, I treasured these lunches and we would have these long, you know, we both had corporate jobs and it would be like two hours of lunch later and we're still talking about, you know, some world building something, right? So for me, it also not only comes with all of the, you know, things that I always wanted to do with this series, which I also never got to finish because four books in, I was like, we're not going to get along and I'm going to stop playing like we're ever going to get along because we're just not. And so I quit. I bought my way out of the rest of the agreement and, and I just said, let's stop here. So honestly, it's not only getting to finish, but it's also like all the memories and notes. I went back and found notes that I had taken at all these lunches and like, it's just such a labor of love for me and a passion project on top of everything else. That says a lot about your character to be able to, um, push to get out of a out of a deal like that oh I'm a stubborn bitch from way back (laughs) (laughs) stubborn bitch from way back so yeah (laughs) yeah but I just mean like if you don't love your work to be like no this is fucked I'm stopping now we gotta I gotta get it back so that I can get it back on track well I wanted to write book five and I knew and I actually did release at one point book five myself um and even then it was too predicated on what she had made me do previously but I knew it was going to be a problem because my editor I mean she was a nice person I really don't want to you know diss her or shit on her yeah yeah, I don't the thing is you know I came from you know my my books prior to that were all super erotic suspense novels I wrote the Wicked Lover series Tons of people have read about Jack Cole and Wicked Ties. Like I wrote tons of suspense, like erotic suspenses, right? And she came from the Harlequin Presents wing of Harlequin. So when we got matched up at Simon & Schuster, like she literally would write margin notes to me about how, you know, my sex scenes were making her sweat and I just needed to stop. And I was like, no, 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 that's, that's kind of the fucking point here. Like, we we need to enjoy this. Like, we don't want to take it. Out. Okay, you just took that out. Damn. I have to say, like, as a podcast, we don't enjoy Harlequin novels, but we love the covers. Really? Yeah, the covers are fucking amazing for Harlequin novels. They're the titles so are hysterical, though. Yes, the they're so good. Small town baby princess. Like, what? Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. But Harlequin novels is like eighties, like leave it in the eighties. I mean, they still have like, I still have a good friend who still writes for Harlequin, but she's like, you know, I kind of just feel like there's an audience for that. There are some people who really don't want the spice and they they want the predictability. It's the same people who would watch a Hallmark movie. Like that's not my jam, but you do you like, that's fine. My grandmother reads Harlequin. Yeah. 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 I know, I know. Um, and honestly, I didn't grow up with them cuz my mom's not really a reader and so I kind of I used to hate that because I didn't actually like reading until I was in my 20s. No, that's not true. I was in college. 
So what actually got you into writing then, if you didn't enjoy reading for so long? Okay, so this is another stubborn bitch story. So <laughs> the theme of Here my life. Um, Dropping your fucking seatbelt slots. When I was little, um, like in grade school, my mm -hmm. parents were both working parents. And so the lady across the street used to babysit me after school until my parents came mm -hmm. home. And she had an infant and then a little boy who was a couple years younger than me. But while mm -hmm. she was on maternity leave, well, not leave, but while she had this little bitty baby and was breastfeeding all the time, right? She would just sit there and read and read and read and read. Well, I kept trying to pick up her books because I was like, I don't know, nine or 10. And no bueno. Yeah, exactly. She would be like, <laughs> no, no, you can't do that. You can't do that. So one yeah. of them, I remember distinctly because I thought the cover was so pretty, was a Kathleen Woodowis book. And so, mm -hmm. um, and I think it was Shanna. So, which is like an old historical romance classic from like the late seventies, right? And she had a copy and she was reading and she wouldn't let me read it. So fast forward, I get into college. I'm looking for a textbook. They don't have it at the campus bookstore one day. And they're sending me down the street to a new and used shop, right? So I'm like, okay, fine, drive down there. And there's a big display while they're trying to see if they have my textbook of like classic romances. And there's a copy of Shanna. And I'm like, fuck this. And I picked it up and I started reading. I was like, I'm 17 now. I'm going to read this book if I want to. And I did. And I was, so then I started reading and reading and reading and reading some more. And by the time I was about 19 or 20, so the hubris of the young, right? I was like, well, someone makes a living doing this. Why not me? Why not? Wow. And, and, and by the way, my degree that's, that's was in no story. way English or literature or um, my parents wanted me to be practical. So my degree is actually in marketing. But... So you chose romance for that reason. I just, I ended up, like, it resonated You fell me. into it, kind I of, did. Yeah. I just, for whatever reason, like, once I started reading, then I just, I read everything. Like, I was reading, mm -hmm. I, I mean, everything romance. I, I was reading historicals. I was reading contemporaries. I read sci-fis. I read alien romance. Like, I before a lot of that even existed, I would find, like, the most obscure different genres just to be like and I found this and I'm not going to read it now because I can and my mom thought oh, I was wow. insane who is still not a reader by the way oh well we hope that she becomes one tell her to listen to the she episode she can't sit long enough it's bizarre she's oh, like okay. the adult audio ADD. books hmm? audio books no. no. Okay. Um, so talking about books that you've read, mm -hmm. are there any particular authors that you love at the moment? Um, you know, there's a lot of people who I admire for the body of their work. I, I mm -hmm. mean, part of it is because I've been publishing professionally since 1998 now. So, you know, I wanted to publish kind of by a certain time in my life, which I did. Like I've always been a goal setter. So I always like look around at people who have a body of work and I'm always like, see, that's awesome because you're going to leave something behind. You're going to, mm -hmm. you will have looked at your life at the end of it and said, I accomplished something. So it isn't to me a specific person. I mean, 
who doesn't look at somebody like Stephen King and go, wow, like, wow, the body of work. Do you know what I'm saying? Lee Child, you know, just anybody who has a giant catalog to be, be consistently creative and to be successful commercially are mm-hmm. those sometimes you get one or the other. It's hard to get both. It's hard to get both. You definitely, I think you're definitely on your way to creating the body of work because in the email you sent us, you mentioned that you'd published over a hundred titles. Just about. So I think you could, you could retire tomorrow. I think that's a good enough body of work. You know, everybody that's says, huge. like, I was just thinking about you know, when are you going to, because again, been doing this a long time and I'm like, you know, I just, I don't have the yen to sit down and be like, and I'm done now. Okay. Yeah. I think that's the thing with a lot of authors because like we've spoken to a few who are just like, oh, you know, I was thinking about taking a break and then a story just hit me in the head and now I just can't like do anything except for write for the next three months. It's not even that for me anyway. I mean, I know for a lot of people it is, but Mm. I think after you've been doing this a long time, it isn't an individual story. It's the habit of storyhood. You just get up every day and you're like, well, I could do a bunch of unstained shit around the house. I mm-hmm. could watch TV, I could play video games, which I also enjoy doing, or I could go like be in a world that I love because I created it and just spend all my time there. I think I'll do that. Yeah, I guess that's why we read it because we love being in that world. So I can see why authors would love writing it and being involved in that world as well. Right? And you have total control over it. Well, mostly, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas we don't, and we're just sitting there going, fuck you. (laughs) This is bullshit. I get that some from people too. They're like, you did not just do that to me. And I'm throwing my Kindle across Mm -hmm. the room. I'm like, yep. Yeah, no, fair. Um, So what is your favorite book right now? Like, what are you reading right now if you don't have a favorite? What are you into right now? What genre? Whatever. Um, I try really hard not to read in the genre that I'm currently writing in. I don't even want to be subliminally affected by anything. Um, so right now I'm kind of reading a lot of um, dark romance and I'm having kind of a nonfiction phase too, which actually has not, just weirdly, I like history books. I like, um, sometimes I even like science books. Like my brain just is constantly moving with something. Um, but if I'm reading like fiction, I'm reading right now a lot of dark romances because I'm in paranormal world. So I'm reading a lot of like dark contemporaries mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, and I tend to prefer, honestly, because I'm still working, um, I, I tend to prefer things that are a little shorter just personally because I want to start something at the end of my day and finish it before I turn out the lights. Like I don't, I, I don't need to be thinking about something else all the night. <laughs> like and be waking okay, up in yeah. the middle of the night going but I really yeah. just need to finish another chapter like I I can't I don't want to do it so I find myself reading yeah. short things and I honestly there was a point at which I wasn't even finding to read what I wanted to read exactly mm-hmm. so I did this thing cuz stubborn bitch I was like no I think I'm just going to create my own so I do have a series that I call my sexy bedtime stories and they're forbidden confessions they're between 20 and 40,000 words. You can start it after dinner. You can finish it before bed and you're done. Nice. Shit, yeah. Yeah, I do get that. I like influence, especially if it's a really good book, but you've got like, you've got shit to do in the morning and you're sitting there and it's already like, it's like midnight and you're thinking, oh, I've just ruined my whole day tomorrow yeah. just because I wanted to read. Yeah. 
and I don't want to like get up at like if I have time for it I totally love to sink into a good book or a good world or like but right now we're getting to the time of year like holidays are coming like we have some family things going on my mother-in-law is going to be moving across the country to be closer to us like we just have a lot going on right now so I'm just sitting here kind of going um no I don't I don't have time for you know a court of thorn and roses or anything right now like I just (laughs) I need to get through something short and then I'm gonna dive into some things probably after the first year I'll have a little more time I can respect that I can respect that my daughter's been reading it and she's like don't start this like you'll you'll be mad and I was like okay thanks good good pro tip I had that issue with Mariana the bitch zap what's her surname Zepida Zapata last week I was like you mother (laughs) because I was I I was like okay Wednesday's my sleep-in day and it was not I woke up at 5 a.m because I was like I must finish this book oh I've done it I've done it where you're like god damn it I just wanted to sleep I wanted some peace in my life Fuck no, these bitches. Who do they think they are? You know what? And people um, will writing such me, amazing like, books. Well, people will write me and be like, "You enjoy this, don't you?" Yeah, I kind of do. Honestly, I'm just I'm not going to mm. lie about it. I I honestly kind of do. I love when I get that, you know, PM or something that's like, "You fucking bitch." Yeah. <laughs> Oops. I feel that way about a lot of authors. Um so what are you actually reading right now? Do you have any book that you're or that you read yesterday in a day? No, honestly, so I have been, everybody who, uh, you know, my, my super fans know that I'm kind of like a real perfectionist, like real, real Mm -hmm. serious perfectionist. So Mm -hmm. I got Tempt Me With Darkness back from the editor. And what did I do? I went over it. I fine tooth combed it. That's what I've been doing for the last week. Cause that's what I do. Before we went to final format, I'm like, oh, I just need to, yeah. And my proofreader's like, stop, stop. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about how you come up with ideas for your books. I'm so what's, random. What's about the that? process? There is, there isn't. I'm so random. That's the problem. It's like, mm-hmm. I, I will say, a lot of times it's, I'm like musically inclined. I can't do anything with that music. I don't even sleep with that music. I constantly have music going. I write to music, like everything. I can't drive. I literally can't. It's like my brain stops working if there's no music. So a lot of times it's just music. I'm sitting there like, you know, you want to say as an author that you're productive all the time, but let's be real. Sometimes like I have a bank of windows over here and I'm like, oh, I'm just going to stare at this window now for the next hour and like act like I can find my brain but really yeah no it's it's fucked off someplace and I just can't I don't know and so sometimes I've never related more to a person but you know sometimes you're staring at the window and you're staring at a window for an hour I have done that one too many times in my life but you know sometimes you're like oh you come out of that whatever I think sometimes it's your subconscious being like listen I'm trying to tell you something would you just freaking listen right Mm-hmm. And so you come out of that window staring or whatever, like sometimes it's also watching the cats play because it's amusing, but then all of a sudden you're like, oh, oh, I know how to solve my problem now. Yeah. No, I just, I get lost. I have no idea what happened for that one hour. I, <laughs> I feel like it's, it's, like, just it's like a waking nap, isn't it? It's like when you get yeah. tired, you just like, you just sit, yeah. you just turn off for a while. Yeah. 
I at one point yeah. was working out in my living room. Like sometimes I just want a change of scenery. And um, so I'm looking at the pool and we have these little waterfall things like they're hypnotic. And I just sit there and go, maybe I should just stare at the waterfall for the rest of the day. And I'm like, nope, I have a word <laughs> count here to, mm, yeah. But it's hard. It really, like you can just disappear into the waterfall. Yeah, mm. no, fair enough. Um, so let's go back to Tempt Me With Darkness. Give us an overview of what the book is about. Um, so it's almost easier to back up and talk about the series a little bit. Um, oh, no, because it does. It's an overarching into, thing. Uh, yeah. yeah. So I would say the way I've been trying to explain it to people is um, if you ever wish that Harry Potter was adult, and if you ever read like Black Dagger Brotherhood and wished it was dirtier, I'm your girl. Yeah, nice. I was, Betty and I were talking about the book this morning and she's like, it's kind of like Harry Potter. And I was like, okay, fair it's, enough. It's a magic-based yeah. world, but the difference is um, so much of this book, this series, it, like magic, you have to have energy and power to do magic. And the way you get it is through sex. So it ends up being a really, really spicy series. Um, yeah. There's a lot of faded mates. This particular book, Tempt Me With Darkness, starts with um, my hero is an immortal. He was cursed to be immortal. And after 1,500 mm -hmm. years, man, he's Arthurian. He just wants to die. He's like, listen, I've seen it all. I've done it all. Like wars, you know, plagues, you know, cities burning, mm -hmm. like whatever. I've done it all. I'm just done. And he ends up meeting he's trying to figure out how to get uncursed and he ends up meeting the one person who can't uncurse him and he's she has no idea she's a witch she like she is clueless she's an american girl who moved to london and is like hopping along with her life and everything's you know awesome and then all of a sudden she gets sucked into this magical war and she's like what the actual hell just happened and people are telling her you know how important she's going to be to the cause and she's like listen i just opened an art gallery i'm just trying to make a buck here so it's fun <laughs> to try to throw them together she's you know i mean it's like the ultimate age gap too she's all of 23 and he's like yeah i'm like 1506 or but you know who counts anymore at this point <laughs> that's pretty good um and so let's let's talk about your favorite sex scene in this book oh um do you have a favorite in this book you can it would, give us like 10 if you want well in this book it would probably <laughs> be see i'm i'm torn between the first one and the i'm so fucking mad at you up against the wall let's screw now scene mm. like i like them both for very different reasons um which are well so the first one is it's really where they're both starting to understand that they're faded mates and he understands it more than she does because she doesn't know anything about, you know, magic or this world or whatever. And then she actually speaks these ritual words to him that are like the binding the mating call. And he's sitting there and he knows what it is and she doesn't. And he's like, what the hell am I supposed to do with that? Like, do I say yes? Do I say no? Like, if... I say yes, are you just going to screw me harder? Like, I don't understand what's happening here. Um, so then he's like, 
I know the answer is I will just fuck you silly. So that's pretty much what he does. It's always the answer. It's always the answer, right? More sex. Absolutely. And then the up against the wall scene, it's just at this point, they're like, you know, really getting into their relationship and they have a lot of conflicts about, you know, she wants something different than he wants and all to the backdrop of this war and they're kind of being um, in the middle of everything in a way that neither one of them wanted and they can't really get out of it because there's like a magical relic that he has but only she can control. It's like a whole thing. And so they're really, really stuck together and they're really, really stuck in a place they don't want to be. And then he ends up like with a group of people also that they're kind of beholden to him and they need his help. And he's just like, listen, I've spent the last like decade alone. Could you people just get out of my face? And like, he's really used to alone time. He doesn't have any anymore. And he finally gets, she's just yelling and, and they're having an argument and he finally just throws her up against the wall because the answer is always more sex. Yeah. hundred percent. So with the, um, with the rest of the series, are you rewriting and republishing all of the ones that were originally published? Mm-hmm. I will be. And then I'll actually get to finish because one of the other things, you know, when I published the series originally and it was traditional, of course, everything was told third person past tense. And I have since written series in first person present tense. And I was kind of like, you know, now that I have total control, if I have a choice, I'm telling this first person present tense. Cause that's, I feel closer to, you know, it's multiple point of views, but it's all first person. So bless mm-hmm. you. Um, so that's what I did. And, and a lot of what I did was, you know, refined conflicts besides changing you know from third to first i also you know added all the sex back in that needed to be there in the first place um and just did all the things to it that i always wanted to do nice so i'm very happy so how many books total will be in the series well so at least seven but Mm -hmm. um there were things that i wanted to do and avenues that i cut off because I knew I wasn't going to get to pursue them there. So I intentionally Mm -hmm. wrote out things, put a stop to things, you know, particular subplots and other avenues that I wanted to explore. So now I have the ability, if I want to, to go open those things back up, you know, rewrite a few things, um, I, I, there's, I, I would say things, but I can't without spoilers because some people who did read the old versions would know exactly what I'm talking about. I'm like, nope, nope, nope. Yeah. So I can't I'm say not, that. I'm I just not. say there are things that I can and probably will change. So is this the series that you're going to be working on from for, ne- for like the near future, or do you have other things coming out? Like, what's going on in the world of Shayla Black? What's well, the deal? What's the latest? What's happening? So. I have like five open series right now. Oh, fuck me. I'm, listen, my brain, my okay, husband then. always says, your brain is the fucking scariest place ever. Yeah. <laughs> um, so That's I okay. also write, um, I'm writing another Forbidden Confession um, that will be out in January that will be called mm-hmm. Tempted by the Boss Hole because I like 
I like office romance and I like asshole bosses and yeah. So I got that coming out in January. I am then working. Wait, is that part of this series? No, that is part of the Forbidden no, that's Confession something series. Else. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Um, then in March, you'll get the first novella in Doomsday Brethren, which will be, I think it's, wow, Capture Me in Moonlight. And then uh, in May and July, I should have, um, so I also write a romantic suspense series called Wicked Lovers, Soldiers for Hire. And these are big, meaty romantic suspense duets. Um, so like every duet about a couple is a about 150 to 180,000 words. And there's a mm -hmm. big suspense plot and lots of sex. So um, that will be coming out in May and July. And the first book is up for pre-order and that is called Wicked and Ruthless. And then I have a project that I would like to fill my summer with, but I don't know that I can yet. And in the middle of all that, I'll still be writing Doomsday Brethren. So. Oh, shit, girl. You are busy. So, do you have anything else releasing this year? Or are you done for this year after this Actually, year? um, so okay. <laughs> I'm always doing something. That's, uh, I'm always yeah. doing something. So um, one of my, like, I enjoy writing, but I also have this, like, I always want to create interesting things. And I'm so fascinated by an experience not just like mm -hmm. a story a book uh, like but an experience right and so mm -hmm. earlier this year i did a 25th anniversary kickstarter kind of for super fans it was like you know three three of my books in a commemorative hardcover i did a reflection about my 25 years in publishing and it came with all kinds of little um things here like this that said follow your dreams oops here we go oh, so yeah. all of my things oh, yeah. I have just so that everyone knows it's a glass with follow your dreams yeah sorry it's it. so I had all kinds yeah. of things that said follow your dreams we had t-shirts and coffee mugs and all kinds of stuff because for me it was literally deciding to give up a corporate job give up mm -hmm. you know everything like I just one day went why am I betting against myself and I said fuck it and this is what I've been doing ever since um but I enjoyed that whole kickstarter experience and I love being able to give people things that they wouldn't necessarily get just out of a book like it's it's fun to me to do that um and I had been doing boxes on my website prior to that and I still do them occasionally but I'm getting ready to launch something that I'm so excited about um and it's a Dark Romance Anthology via Kickstarter. Um, the We're in the notify period. So if anybody's interested in this, you can go just hit notify me on launch and sign up and then you'll just get the information when we go live, which won't mm -hmm. be too much longer. Um, but I'm doing this with Golden Angel, Sierra Cartwright, Samantha Cole, and Renee Rose. And the name of the campaign is dark, dangerous, and vengeful. And the name of the anthology is Revenge Fuck. Oh. Love a revenge fuck. So what do you remember this like who names an anthology that? 
smart writers. Right. Like nobody, like, like honestly, it's ridiculous. Well, and honestly, <laughs> so one of the things that Sierra and I were talking about today, because we're putting the finishing touches on everything. Um, mm -hmm. And one of the things we we're talking about today is this is an idea that we've been batting around since like 2017. But we were immediately like, yep, I want to see somebody put that up on Amazon and see what they have to say. Like, you know, yeah, it's not a hockey no, book, so I can't you. call it puck. And it, you know what I mean? Like there was only and revenge screw just doesn't say the same thing. Like we were really set that we were going to call this revenge fuck. And we had to find, you know, a place to do this. Right. Yeah. You can't write revenge bing bong. No, like, it just doesn't work. Revenge no, slap and tickle. Understand. Like that wasn't going to happen. Yeah. Uh, doesn't no. no it doesn't give you the darkness that it does mean, not does it? so finally yeah. kickstarter we were like yes yes we can do this and so we've been like you know we've got your uh we've got your trigger warnings and red flags here for sure oh um okay so why don't you tell us advice that you have for future writers for people who are trying to get into a trying to get into the smart scene what advice do you have for them um so, you know, first of all, be a stubborn bitch. Um, don't worry about what your mom would say or your grandma would say or your pastor would say or your neighbors would say. Like, listen, when my daughter went to high school, every single one of those people knew what I did. And you should have, I, I could part a room like the Red Sea. I live in the Bible Belt, man. I could walk into a room and they would all be like, oh, she's here. Oh, my God. It's Satan. She's here. She's here. She's here. Like, so I would be like, yeah. So I would be like, okay, if you're going to typecast me, I am going to show up in my tight jeans with my dark hair, you know, and my makeup. And I would be like, you and your comfortable shoes have a lovely time. If you're going to stare in point, I'm going to give you something to stare at point at. I can't believe they called you Satan, though. That's so heavy. pretty. Well, not to my face. They would say it to my daughter. Oh, okay. Yeah, they would say they, it to my daughter. But oh, oh, the hysterical oh, things. God. Oh, they would say, like, moms would take her aside and go, "Honey, are you okay? Do I need to call CPS?" And she's like, "What?" <laughs> don't even, don't even get me started. Yeah. G and I are just like shaking our heads. Like, oh, I would just be like, for this bullshit. Oh, utter bullshit. I was like seriously seriously my child is better adjusted than most like you know i never hid what i did from her ever like there were menage books on the kitchen table when she was little she would just look at it and be like that's nice she was never that like if you don't hide it it's it's not a taboo thing and, and then nobody yeah, makes a big deal of it it's very silly too because like romance is the highest selling genre of books and it has been for a really long time for sure. like for yeah. years for decades so it's you know you wouldn't you wouldn't hide if you were like a crime writer no. or a you know like a, no. like a clean writer no if I was it's murdering not. people fictionally everybody would be like that's awesome yeah so cool yeah but I'm like so let me get this but doing something natural like Thank sex you. is yeah you're welcome yeah, don't worry violence, we have a whole like, we, violence is we, fantastic yeah yeah, 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 yeah. That violence is more palatable to people than sex well because they have to admit that they have feelings. Violence. I, I maintain there are a lot of people who don't like to admit they have feelings, especially feelings like that. Oh, people are so weird. People are so strange. People are so weird. No <laughs> offense, but most of the time it's in America and some of the stories that we hear, we're like, people are weird. Oh, people especially are weird like, everywhere. 
the Bible communities, for example, where you are. I don't think I've ever heard anyone here call somebody Satan mm. to their child. <laughs> um, okay, well, thank you so much for joining us. We're so excited about this release. Congratulations. It should be, what date is it being released? October 24th. Okay. That's right. And that is the same day that this episode is being released. Um, so as soon well, as you hear this you episode, go. you'll be able to grab it. Yeah. Thank you. I'm very excited. They're, um, they're available on all platforms. I'm a wide author, meaning I'm on all the book retailing platforms. I also have a website on my store. So if you want a signed copy, I will have paperbacks and hardbacks. What's your website? Shaylablack.com. Perfect. Everybody head to shaylablack.com and get yourself a signed fucking copy of a great book. Thank you. Thank you guys for having me. This has been fun. Oh, that's yeah. Thank you for coming on. Thank you so much for being here. And next week, I think we are doing some kind of dark hockey romance thing. I don't know. We are. It's Betty's pick next week. It's Until I Get You by Claire Contreras. That's exciting. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, a dark hockey romance. I was like, how do you make it dark hockey? When we were, (laughs) Betty and I were choosing her. She was like, help me choose my books because you know how we had to write out a list for it. And I remember reading the plebs for some of them and just going, absolutely fucking not. Absolutely fucking (laughs) not. No. But this one I remember came up good. This one came up good. So hopefully we have a good week next week. Yeah, it should be good. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you everyone for joining us. We We will speak to you next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Girls Who Read Porn. Follow us at Girls Who Read Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And for all business inquiries, please send us an email on girlswhoreadporn at gmail.com. Art created by Jessica Wanny and music made by Dane Forgy Stevens. See you next week and stay smutty, team.